You were doing different majors and you couldn't decide what exactly you wanted to do. And so I guess I'm wondering now, looking back in retrospect, what advice do you have for people who are in a situation where professionally they don't know how they want to contribute to the world, but they do know they want to contribute in a positive way. And so I guess I'm wondering, do you have any seeds of wisdom now that you're on the other side? Right. So actually, the number one advice that I would give to young people is to keep their options open and to study math. The reason why I'm so big on math, math and English, those are the two things that I think that I think everybody needs to study. English, because writing is so important and people don't understand how important it is. All the scholarships I've received, uh, all the talks I've given, everything, I'm pretty sure I get accepted into them because I'm good at writing. So that's why I highly encourage people to read and write more, but also to study math, because math is the language of the universe. If English is what you use to communicate with people or just human spoken languages, then math is the language that you're going to use to understand the world around you. So. That's why, and I think it's so sad. This is something that I actually struggled with too because I got diagnosed with ADHD when I was in middle school. And one of the things that was extremely difficult for me was, was focusing in class, which is so important in math because if you zone out in a math class, you're pretty screwed. And because I didn't really have anybody else outside of class that I could turn to for help. So I was falling behind very, very severely. It wasn't until college till I actually started studying math seriously. And I think I completely altered my relationship with math in like the past three or four years of my life because I stopped seeing it as, as something that you're born good at. I really, I really don't like that stereotype that people will say, oh, I'm just bad at math. I don't like that because to me, it's, it's the difference in mindset. Uh, are you familiar with the mindset theory? Oh, growth mindset versus, yeah. I'm really big on the growth mindset. I don't think that people should restrict themselves. And I think this is especially important for people of color, women, or just any other minorities in general to, to know that we're so likely to give into the stereotype threat. And it kind of becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy for us because if you grow up and you're not seeing a lot of people who have ADHD and they're mathematicians, so if you're not seeing a lot of people who look like you in, in science, and science has always been dominated by white men, well, not always, but in recent years has been dominated by white men. So if you give into that stereotype, you're really holding yourself back because, because there's so much that you can do with, with just knowing math. It opens so many doors for you. If you have a if you have a degree in math, you can pretty much have any career that you want. No, I think that's so profound what you're saying about how you recommend people develop a strong level of proficiency in English and math, because I feel like that's been something that I've recognized, even if I haven't always adhered to it. When I was in college at Princeton, I was thinking, oh, I want to do English or comparative literature because I really love literature and writing. And then ironically, through a book by a journalist about a scientist, I fell in love with the world of science. And I was just like, this is so compelling. I have to consider choosing a different major. So then I chose molecular biology because the focus of the book was on the sense of smell and how the Nobel Prizes for 
hearing and seeing have been awarded, but smell is so complex. But then even after graduating, I was at uh, UPenn and I was in this lab, this computational biology lab, the intersection of computer science and biology. One of the grad students there, I didn't have as much experience in science as I did in writing that whole field. And he was saying, actually, no, that's a huge plus. There are so many scientists that don't have that proficiency in the English language. Even one time I was almost hired for the fact that I could write English well at a bio lab because the person who had headed the heads the lab if he's still there he was saying how he has to outsource the writing of his manuscripts and he's a prolific cancer researcher he has to outsource the writing of his manuscripts to someone else because he cannot compose them the right way because he doesn't speak natively Mm -hmm. so what you're saying about how math is the language of the universe that's such a profound statement to make because as you said a lot of people identify with the stereotype of well I wasn't good at math when I was in fourth grade or ninth grade, so why would I? They sort of limit themselves and don't realize that it's actually any other skill, any other language, right? The more you practice, the better you get. Exactly. I I agree with that completely. Instead of raising our children to think that you're, you're just born not being good at math, we need to teach them that math is just a skill and you just need to practice to get it. No, exactly. And I guess I'm wondering... Do you think, because I know also you've won five hackathons, which I'm assuming is super rare. (laughs) And so do you think that your experiences building your proficiency in math and English, has that helped you with those hackathons or is it unrelated? Oh, absolutely. A lot of people will just focus on the technology side of things. So making sure that they're building a cool app, but actually in, in, at hackathons, the way you market your product also matters because I can make a really cool a cool app, but if I'm not good at presenting it, then my chances of winning the hackathon are very slim. So I think in that sense, the fact that I have a strong communications background really helped me, like my liberal arts background, because I understood people. I understood how, how to communicate my ideas with other people. And that, that really helps because then when I go to hackathons, I'm not only good at coding, but then I can also explain what I made to other people. Exactly. And then I also feel based on your advice that, you know, people who are unsure about what to do professionally or academically, at least make sure you have a solid language, English language or whatever language you plan to communicate in and math background. I'm wondering, are you of the school of thought that everyone should be computer literate to some degree, have literacy in coding, or are you um, more proponent of the idea that if you can hack it and if you have the ambition and the and the interest, then become a software engineer because the world needs more of those? Where do you sort of fall on that spectrum? So I think it's going to be interesting in the in the immediate future i think computer science is going to be regarded the same way that we view math in english so it's not going to be like for example biology and chemistry which if if you're interested in chemistry or biology that's awesome pursue it i think computer science is going to be more everybody needs to know this because if you if you study programming it's very different from other science subjects it almost feels like it's just math except instead of using formulas and stuff you're writing code so i think in that sense it it, it will definitely become an essential skill that everybody needs to know and i think that's why 
uh, a lot of schools are actually trying to implement it in their core curriculum. We're seeing this really big change with initiatives like CS for All, which was an initiative that they put out to increase the amount of CS classes offered in schools across the U.S. And then they also have things like NCWIT to increase women's representation in computing. And these are just on a national, on a governmental level. This is just a government-sponsored programs. And then you also have tech companies like Google that are investing in, in their students. And then you also have private schools put out summer camps. But here's one thing that bugs me about all of this. 